It's better to keep your mouth shut and let people think you're an idiot than to open it and leave no doubt. You know, I hope there's Bigfoot. I don't think there is. What a beautiful woman. Wow. He's, AJ's doing Whoa. some things right down So if you're a youngster in Alabama, start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with Pop. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to it. We missed you. We missed you bad. It's the Three Man Rush podcast. Um, we have three men ready to recap this week. Um, I think it was week 11. Crazy as hell that it's week 11. Like, I cannot believe that the, the season has gone by this fast. Um, the, the first question I want to ask you guys, because we're getting closer and closer to the end of uh, regular season, which sucks balls, but um, that's where we're at. And we can't do anything about it. So the, the, the only thing we can do is continue to cherish what's going on on our televisions and what's going on on our, our football fields. What to you is the one memory that sticks out so far this season? What is there a team? Is there a, an instance? Is there, is there a video that went viral? What, what is it that's, that's the sticking out to you through the uh, 11 weeks? Um, what's sticking out to me is that, uh, is how, how much college football is changing, I guess. Like you, you can see it. Um, Tennessee, like you can see bigger schools getting better because NIL, like Tennessee, they're starting to, they got Nico on the way. They're doing really good this year. Um, I mean, outliers, obviously, A&M. Did you see that A&M is the highest ranked team ever to not make a bowl game, preseason ranked? Wait, so, wait, so, so say that again. They're the, the highest preseason ranked team to never make a, to not make a bowl game? Well, I don't know if it's the highest ranked ever. It's the highest ranked since Texas did it in 2010. Of course it was Texas. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it's always they were, what were they? Number six, I think, to start. Season? They're number six, and they are three and seven. Yeah, they're legitimately like we saw Vanderbilt Commodores win a game this weekend, and uh, I think they actually have a better record than AM. Vanderbilt, that they they got their first uh, SEC win since 2019. You can see the wheels churning with Vanderbilt. I'm telling you. Hey, I I have my memory that points out perfectly. Um, when Brent Venables said that we are we're blowing and going, um, OU's blowing right now. <laughs> just just going. the blowing part. We're not we're going. Just blowing. Well, so we're going. We're right. going to the games. We're going to the games. But yeah, we're going. We're, we're going. blowing we're in the games. Up. We're blowing we're not, in the games. We're not getting sucked. We're 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 getting blown. It's not fun. And the, and the most frustrating part is that we should be seven and three pretty easily. Yeah. What games would you – Baylor and West Virginia? Yes. Yeah. Both those games we should have won very easily. So, Indeed. I mean, even – I watched the, basically the whole game of the OU-West uh, Virginia game until, like, halfway through the fourth quarter, I had to leave to go to the OSU-Iowa State game. What what happened? What was it uh, – I saw Garrett Green came in the game for West Virginia. Um. Well, just bad play calling, a lot of dropped touchdown passes. We just kept shooting ourselves in the foot. Brent Venables made his worst call of the year by far, deciding on fourth and two 
to kick a 46-yard field goal in the pouring rain instead of just giving the giving the ball to the guy that's averaging nine yards a carry for the game. And yeah, we missed the field one. goal. I mean, of course, our defense is Swiss cheese, so they just drove the ball to the field very, very slowly and kicked the field goal at this time expired. So what – do you think that it's it's – have you seen any issues with the coaching? Because it seems like there's people that are, you know, obviously it's year one, but, uh, you know, maybe it's the recruits, maybe it's the players. Like, is, is there something that you've seen with the coaching that would make you question it? Or is it just, you know, maybe year one woes? I think, I think it's the it's, players. I think it's both. I think it's both. No, obviously, seen, uh, obviously it can be both, yeah. There's a couple um, a couple of former OU players came out and said that um, that you can't put this all on coaching because – the coaching puts the play. They put the players in position to make a play, and they just don't make the play. Yeah, I saw Nick Benito tweeted that. I was interested by that because I mean, a lot of the guys that are there now, he obviously played with. Yeah, um, I mean, you can't blame a guy. You can't. I mean, you can't blame Jeff Levy for Marvin Mims dropping a wide open touchdown pass, hit him in stride right in the hands, just dropped it. You can't blame Jeff Levy for Braden Willis catching the ball a yard past the line of scrimmage on that pick play. I mean, it's just a lot of stuff like that, but you can blame coaching for like just not being disciplined enough. Yeah, well, and fourth down decisions, like you like you mentioned earlier. Obviously, that's not a player you're making that decision. And yeah, like, like, I mean, Eric Gray's been your best player, I think, this year. So you want to get him the ball yeah. in the biggest spots. These like these mistakes that we're making should not be mistakes that are being made in week eleven, week ten. Right. Like you can't be making those mistakes that this late into the season. It's just at that point, it is coaching. Yeah, I will say, guys, go ahead. Like. You got to put the better guys in the field. Like if something's not working, give yeah, someone else yeah. a chance. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you get to week 11, if you're playing a whole bunch of young guys, cause you're super injured and banged up, maybe you do see some of these mistakes, but I don't know if that's even the case for Oklahoma right now. No, it's just, I mean, at this point, like we're walking out guys like Trey Morrison, like, cool. Yeah. He started at North Carolina, but like he's five, nine playing corner. It's just like guarding guys that are like six, five. It's just not going to work. Like give Gentry Williams a chance. Why not just like let I him go? I actually saw. I heard his name called on the broadcast. He was out there a little bit. Yeah, Gentry. Gentry was, well, yeah. I mean, just like let him play the whole damn game. Like, don't let him play this little spots. Like, the fact that like Trey Morrison is playing over these guys is insane. At the same time, you're not used at Oklahoma to have guys that are that started at like Wyoming, Hawaii like Louisville, they're not yeah. supposed to be starting at the University of Oklahoma. So obviously it's like a rebuild year, but it's just – it, it goes on coaching when the players just continue to be undisciplined throughout the entire year when you're supposed to be getting better. Yeah, okay. Uh, I agree with you on, on a lot of that. Um, I want to say, though, uh, what we were talking about, like who, who, what's the memory that stands out to you in 2022? I think that the, the thing that stands out to me so far this year is – all these transfer quarterbacks, A, but not only transfer quarterbacks, but like just the, the, the ability for the transfer portal and NIL to kind of make uh, for a lot of close games throughout a, co a couple of conferences that you wouldn't see normally. You know, uh, Ole Miss obviously competed with Alabama last week, and there was a lot of transfers that were doing that. Um, you know, you look at across the board that that TCU had a couple of uh, big transfers on their defense that have contributed right away. And then Washington, um, another transfer quarterback on each side of, of the Washington-Oregon game. And I think that that's going to create a lot of parity going forward. And I, I, I kind of think it's, it's good for college football that we're seeing some of these guys transfer that have had experience and then end up, you know, doing, doing well on another stage. Like, I mean, Michael Penix, he deserves a lot of credit and I want to give it to him um, as same as Bo Nix, but like that guy's career was kind of like 
I mean, he was kind of forgotten about. Like we were, I, I wasn't even sure he was going to be the starting quarterback at Washington, and he's, you know, leading the, the nation in passing and, and creating big upsets. So, do you guys see that in the future? Maybe the transfer portal being good for college football in, in that way. Yeah, you know, I, I love the transfer portal. Um, it just gives guys that give guys that didn't have a chance before a chance to be in the spotlight. Like Michael Penix, like, I mean, obviously he was a decent quarterback at Indiana, but like we put him on a bigger stage, he starts shining, could help his draft stock. He wouldn't have got that same uh, recognition if he stayed at Indiana. I think there's another side to that story though, because like, there's also guys like Charlie Brewer. Like, I mean, Charlie Brewer's attempted four passes this year for Liberty. He was the, he was leading Baylor to compete for the big 12 championship for like three years. Like, it's it's crazy how like just a change of scenery can either boost your career to like Michael Penix, <clears throat> aka the penis man, um, or Charlie Brewer, who is now the, the sad concussion boy sitting in the corner. Another guy that's helped a lot is uh Tanner Mordecai. He was a guy that was a third string oh, yeah. at OU, and now he's a uh, like probably one of the leading passers in the country. He had Dude. nine touchdown passes in one game. Would you rather have him than Dylan Gabriel right now? Or oh no? my, my God! Yes. Yeah, really? Yeah, not even close. I've heard, I I've cannot... heard some. I've heard some uh, frustrations be voiced with him uh, with Gabriel lately. Look, Dylan Gabriel is an awesome quarterback until he has to throw the ball about past twenty yards. Then starts yeah. getting getting weak. I can't so wait. He's checked down, master. Wait, once we get to January, Jackson Arnold's enrolled, and that's all I care about. <laughs> getting it, getting him here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just got. I just need those months to not change, and him to still come. If he doesn't come to OU, I am nervous. The thing I'm much worried about is just holding the recruiting class together. I mean, I didn't really expect to hold Colton Vosick because he was a legacy at Texas. So I mean, that one didn't really bother to me too much. But like, I don't think we're. I don't think we're going to hold on to Anthony Evans. I think he'll end up being at Georgia. Um, our uh, five star. Edge rusher that we got, PJ Abed. Abed well, I don't know the hell his last oh, the name. Oh, guy from Kansas like, City. Yeah, he apparently started following a lot of Ohio State people on Twitter the other day. So he's got to hold the recruiting class together, I guess. Well, I, that's actually a really good segue that you mentioned Ohio State because I've got something to at least change my opinion on. Um, I know that they played Indiana. I think Indiana's pretty worthless at football. Um, they have been for quite a while. Can't remember a season where I was like, oh, Indiana. Um, that's never happened to me. Hey, um, hey, 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 Michael Penis, come on. Well, he, here's the I mean, here's the thing. So outside stuff. outside of him, Tom, I don't know if I could name an Indiana football player. Nope. Peyton Hendershot. That's all didn't I got. Didn't they have that one? Didn't they hey, have that Peyton one Hendershot. Didn't they Dallas have that really cool name one time? Uh, Jordan they, Howard. They had a really cool name at one point. Who's that? It was either that or Western Kentucky. I can't remember his name, but it was awesome. Yeah. I uh, Receiver. Oh, the, yeah, there was a good receiver there. I can't remember his name, though. All right, anyways, uh, what, what, what I wanted to start off with was not Indiana. I want to start with Ohio State. Obviously, they're the more relevant team in this game. Um, you know, big noon kickoff wasn't going to do an Indiana game if it wasn't for them playing Ohio State. Um, yeah, so I said Ohio State's not top ten, five team. To be honest with you, that was a little recency bias. I watched them look like dog shit. So I'm, I'm going to go back on that. I think they're probably a top five team. So I yes. want to admit, admit to our viewers I was wrong on that one. Um, that doesn't mean that that I can't change my opinion again, though. Um, you know, it's a college football season. That there's going to be ebbs and flows in the, in the season. And I thought that they looked pretty pretty poor the last couple of times I'd watched them, whether it was Penn State 
or Northwestern. I think maybe Penn State's better than I had given them credit for. And maybe, I don't know, they just they didn't even seem to show up against Northwestern. So maybe you can just throw that one out of the window. But are, are you guys – so I, I got a question here. We're, we've gone back to it, and it's really the only question in the Big Ten that matters at this point. Is Michigan or Ohio, Ohio State making the playoff, and do you see a route for them to make – both of them to make it? Um, I don't know if there's a route for it because, I mean, I feel like they would give a one-loss – Tennessee, a, a nod over a one loss. I don't know. I don't know if they've given them a nod over a one loss Ohio State, but I think they would give them a lot nod over one loss Michigan. Wait, so okay, so you think they put Tennessee in over Michigan? Yes. With oh yeah. Well, I don't think yeah, there's any chance. I don't. I don't think there's any chance that it comes down to. If it comes down to a one loss Michigan and a one loss Tennessee, yeah, I think you're you're right. Uh, I think Tennessee. it fully depends on how bad Michigan beats Ohio State. Okay, that's a good that's a good uh, conversation to bring up. So, so if if either team is blown out, I don't think there's any chance they both they get it. They both get it. Yeah, but if it's like a double overtime game, something like that, I don't know. I mean, but it's impossible to put a non Big Ten champion two loss team in. Two wait, so yeah, you know, oh yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, definitely. Is, it, is that what you were saying? Well, then neither of them have a loss yet. Oh yeah. And I don't, I don't oh, think, yeah, I don't think either. There's no way that either of these teams loses to whoever wins the Big Ten West. I mean, I don't even know who's going to win the. At this point, the Big Ten West could be won by like seven teams. I think still. So an undefeated Big Ten and a one-loss Big Ten team. Right. Yes. Yeah. Correct. If they and they would have played each other, and if it would have been close, then yeah, it probably you might have a chance of getting two in. My thing is, is say say it ends up and I don't know TCU stumbles along the way or whatever happens, and you get Tennessee playing Michigan and Georgia playing Ohio State. I, in my opinion, you're going to see Georgia, you know Georgia Tennessee again national championship. I think so too. Yeah, the outlier with all of that is probably LSU. But I'm okay. sorry, I just don't think there's any team who can beat um, Georgia right now. Yeah, I yeah. yeah, I kind of agree. I. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there is, but I haven't seen that team yet. You know, I haven't that's seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen a team that's played well enough in a like a you know con- consecutive games that to beat Georgia. Um, but yeah, I, other than that, though, that's just our that's our Big Ten talk of the week because I mean, those are the only two teams that matter anymore in the Big Ten. I mean, you could t- maybe Illinois it mattered, but they've lost two in a row. So, um, sad to see. Hey, uh, my Big Ten West – I mean, not my Big Ten West. My Big Ten title game prediction is looking pretty solid. I think I picked Ohio State and Purdue. I think you – yeah, I think that sounds right. Hey, I don't know. Northwestern still got a shot. Fortunately, Tommy, I do not think they do. There's a shot that they don't win a game for the next decade. I don't think Northwestern's won a game since August, and that was in Ireland. Hey, sometimes you just got to prey on things, you know? Yeah, I mean, hey, there's, there's a chance next year, I guess. Well, I mean – they basically got a preseason win. Yeah, that's, that's what it felt like, isn't it? Okay, so let's let's look here. Drew, Drew, you picked Purdue. I picked Michigan and Wisconsin, which I guess could still happen. Tom picked Ohio State, Northwestern, and Calvin picked Ohio State and Wisconsin. And all all three possibilities are still there, except for Tommy's uh, Wildcats. Um, that one's going to be tough. And then three of us picked o- OU in the Big Twelve championship game, which is. Uh, not going to happen. And Miami. Three of us picked Miami in the ACC championship game. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Now you live and you learn. Can't pick the Miami Hurricanes and, <laughs> at this point. Never bet on them. Never. No. Well, well, 
one thing is uh we got one we got one more team that can make it to the Pac-12 uh make make the Pac-12 playoff contender and that's USC only now. Yeah, so do you guys want to talk about the Pac-12? The the two Pac-12 games, well, especially Washington Oregon. Washington Oregon might have been my favorite game I've watched all season. I mean, it was an incredible game because it seemed like every touchdown was an, a long pass. It was like a long touchdown pass. Um, it was just so back and forth. So I I I didn't I did not enjoy Oregon's uniforms this game. I did not either. Like it was hard. It was hard for me to like even focus my eyes on them. Like they were too bright. It was like uh, definitely some some migraine fuel for sure. Oh and yeah, big time. The reason Oregon lost, like when I mean, it wasn't because of Bo Nix. We've seen a lot of a lot of times that Bo Nix, the reason they're like his team has lost and passed, and it wasn't this time. It was just no, no. couldn't stop Washington. That was such a sad way to lose a game. Well, did you guys think it was illegal touching? Like, did, did you think he was out of bounds? I mean, he went out of bounds, but he was. Didn't yeah, he like went out of force. That was, I mean, that's way too close to call. Like, I just, I wish they would have let them, like, just play. You know, what I mean, I yeah. wish it wouldn't have been decided by a whistle. Okay. Yeah. But that was that was an incredible game. I, 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 Calvin said before. I wish we had Calvin to talk about it, but he tweeted before the game. He, he felt like. Uh, maybe Washington didn't pull the upset. I, I kind of felt like the opposite. I felt like Washington was maybe, I mean, they were the 25th team. So I, I could, I would be fair to think that they were the worst ranked team. Um, and I, I didn't think they were really all that great. And they went on the road and played an incredible game. I think that was about as good as they could play. And they went to, to knock Oregon out again. The Pac-12 does this every year. They just cannibalize themselves. And you the, you see on Twitter that the circle of suck is complete in the Pac-12 again. Yeah. And now the last hope is USC. Yeah, the last Your hope time is USC. coming. Last hope I kind of, I really, I'm really kind of hoping USC sneaks in at the four spot so they feel see what it's like when they play Georgia. Lincoln Riley get another taste of that dick. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you think USC has no chance against Georgia? No matter what yeah, happens, they would lose. They would lose by forty. By forty. Yeah, Jake, their offense is or defense is no good. I just don't think USC is going to beat Notre Dame. So I don't think there's any way they get in. And then they, they might have to play Utah or Oregon again. I think Oregon's better than USC. I agree. I just kind of hope it happens so I can see them get their ass kicked. Yeah, you and uh, you and James would both be happy to see them lose to Utah again. Oh, oh yeah. I need a call. I need James with college football playoffs going. Um, okay, so so did you guys get to watch any of the LSU Arkansas game? I watched a little bit of it, but I was I was watching more. I was watching the OU game more. Right. Uh, so I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I kind of not only I changed my opinion on Ohio State. I think I, it's not my changing my opinion on LSU, but having a two loss team at eight at eight and two um, as number seven in the country is like wild. Like I didn't at, at first. I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, but I like look at it closer. Like they they should not be that high. They should not be ranked that high. Um, Alabama has played almost everyone close. So the fact that you know LSU beat them is not as impressive. And that's their only really big win. Um, I guess they beat they beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a good team. Um, but like they, LSU has a blowout loss on their schedule and a loss to a pretty middle of the pack Florida State team, and they're number seven in the country. Like that just shouldn't that shouldn't be the way it is. When you look at the totality oh, of their resume. I mean, you beat Bama, like, any time within the next, like, three years, it's going to immediately jump you up about 15 ranking spots, no matter where Alabama lies. Yeah, but, like, that that's seemingly unfair because only SEC teams are going to play Alabama. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. 
I agree with you. Like if, if say if Purdue beat Ohio state, they would immediately be in the rankings, even though they're probably like what five and five or something like that. Yeah. But when you put them in the top 10 and you make it a, a, a playoff available to them, that's a little bit too strong. Oh, I'm, you're preaching to me, man. Trust me. I hate it. Well, I, at first when I looked at it, I was like, that seems fair. But now that I look at it, I'm like, they have a blowout loss at home. Like they got blown out by Tennessee who we're not even sure is a playoff team yet. Like that's yes, not, I, I will say that is a different LSU team. Agreed. It's, it's a different team, but there's a lot of teams that have gotten better throughout the season that have two losses. Fair. Washington would be one. Washington's yeah. eight and two and they're number 25. You just, and arguably have a better win. That's true. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, that's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. I'm going to be honest with you, and I just went half this episode with my AirPods in. Didn't even realize they weren't connected. They were connected to my phone the entire time, so I'm going to take them out. (laughs) (laughs) So a little inside baseball with the Three Man Rush podcast, just behind the scenes. Drew's AirPods have not been activated. No. We regret to inform you. He's just been wearing them. So we talked a, a lot about in the, in the preview pod about TCU and Texas, and that was the uh, big big matchup of the day. Let's just let's dive into that game. What were your guys' thoughts? What 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 did you take away from it? I will say I wasn't able to watch it because I I ended up going out to a friend's house and watched the UFC fights, but um made me happy to see the final outcome. I it, I expected it to be a high scoring game, so it kind of shocked me to see that the final score was seventeen to ten. It was uh, a defensive the, battle. Yeah, I looked at the stats. It looks like the 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 game came down to they they contained Bijan Robinson, and that was just basically the X factor. Um, Twin Ewers also played played a pretty poor game, but uh, I think it's time to. I mean, we've been respecting TCU all season, but like, I think they're actually legit. I assume they would lose, like, drop a game, but beating Texas. I mean, I think that I don't I don't see them losing a game for the rest of the season until the playoffs. I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to lie. I the first like one and a half quarters for TCU was pretty ass cheek. Um however, I think it's time to say agree with Drew and say TCU is that team. Um Keontae Miller is that his name, the running back? Kendra Miller. Yeah, Kendra. That guy is that guy might be the best running back in college football right now. I mean, he played the other one that we would say is the best one, and he had a better game. I know. He is incredible. He's just a – he's a big back, six foot, 220. He's fast as hell, too. He's a he, – he is going to make a lot of NFL GMs really excited. Yeah. I mean, and, and, their, and their, their best player, I think, is Quentin Johnson, who's also going to be, I think, a top ten pick. I mean, he's that good. Did Quentin um, Johnson play this game? I, don't, he, I, I thought yeah, he was out. He, he did. Oh, he Drew, had a – a touchdown Dominated. catch. Yeah, he had a lot of big catches. Um, and, and the thing is about TCU is, like, they haven't faced any injuries, so they've had this continuity, really, where they've started to really build some confidence. And the, the way that this, the you know, college football season is going to be a roller coaster, but they've been pretty consistent now uh, because they have so much continuity with the players that they've had on the field. I mean, Max Duggan is a, what, a, se- a senior, fifth-year senior? Is he fifth-year? I don't know. He's definitely a senior. And then Quentin Johnston has, has been there forever. Kendra Miller's a junior. Like every every one of these guys that's contributing is a junior or senior, and they've all been healthy this season. So they seem to have really hit their stride, and they're really really confident. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think they might be the second best team in the country right now. I would agree. I think they can yeah. beat. I think they can beat anybody in the country other than Georgia. 
Yeah, that's, I feel the same way. And the, and the thing I wasn't I was a little bit skeptical on was their defense and their front seven. And their front seven made a statement. I mean, they were after Quinny Ewers all game long. Um, linebackers played the run ext- extremely well. I mean, I mean, Texas could not run the football. That was the reason. I mean, t- Bijan Robinson got twelve carries. Like you, you like that's pr- in my opinion pretty much mismanaged. You know, if he only gets twelve carries, that means they were really not successful running the ball. Listen, like, I understand like if you're not having success, like go look for other options or, or something like that. But just take the ball to his hands because he's he's a good enough player to make something happen even when there's nothing there. Well, I'm saying uh, throw, I'm saying throwing the ball. Yeah. Just give, get, just get the ball somehow get the ball in his hands. Well, give Quinn, him a screenplay. Give him something. Quinn Quinn really struggled, and uh, my my dad has a take. I don't know if he meant it or if he was just saying it, but I think my dad thinks Quinn Ewers is the most overrated college quarterback of all time. And I, he's like, a freshman. I mean, yeah, he's a freshman, but Tom, we act like he's. And I'm not saying my dad's right, but we act like Quinn Ewers is like you know, really shown it at the college level. Like, has he had even a good game yet? Like, the OU game was pretty good, yeah, but I feel like even you could have put a, a pretty average Texas quarterback out there that day. That was just not their day. I mean, Hudson no Card would have beat the shit out of us. Right, that's what I'm saying. And and other than that, I mean, and yeah, granted, that's a big stage. It's Red River. I mean, it's a big stage every year, but that doesn't mean that he's had a good performance since then. I, I wouldn't say he has. He played well at Kansas State, I guess. But even then, Bijan ran for 200 yards. Like, yeah. I I just so. think – I mean, he's a freshman. I, I just don't think we can write him off yet. No, I, I, I agree. He's got time. I He is – he has shown that he can make a lot of good passes. And, I mean, he's just unfinished. He's an unfinished product. We'll see. Also, it's it's time to uh, give Max Duggan his flowers because beginning of the season, he was, he was not the starting quarterback. They had Chandler Morris, and then Chandler Morris got hurt, opened the door back up for him. And then he just took that opportunity and he's he's ran with it now because it like led to a ten and TCU season now. You ever seen that before? You ever seen a, a, a guy that's that's been a veteran starter that was basically the backup? He didn't transfer and then took over the job and has had this good a season. I don't think we've ever seen like it's it's very unique. I'll just I'll just say that I don't know if I can ever think of a time where a quarterback that started multiple years at that school stays at that school gets beat out. And then has an incredible year like this. I, it's pretty rare. Yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah. Especially nowadays. I mean, he had every opportunity to transfer and has a lot of good tape on film, you know. Yes. I mean, he's he's a completely different player than he used to be. Because I, I'll say years past, he was a bottom a bottom tier quarterback at the Big 12. And you can make an argument he's the best quarterback in the Big 12 this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think a healthy Spencer Sanders is better than him. That's just my honest opinion. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Max Duggan has performed that way and has stayed healthy. And – also, the other thing about it is he's an incredible runner, and the amount of hits he's taken, you know, he's a tough son of a bitch to keep standing up there. I mean, he, Texas was getting after him to start the game. I mean, they had a lot of pressure. I remember the Sorrell guy had like three or four big plays in a row, and you know, Max Duggan didn't didn't bat an eye. So, the TCU deserves a lot of a lot of kudos. Um, yeah, I mean, their Big Twelve championship game, they they, they clinched it. But uh, as, as far as that goes for TCU, I mean, I think Texas. The other thing is the, the, the final score said 17 to 10. Uh, TCU fumbled late in the game. I think like four minutes left, like a, a scoop and score for Texas. I mean, this game was dominated by TCU's defense. And they that the defense had been talked about how they weren't that good. You know, the defense isn't that great. And a lot of it's just because it's Big 12 bias. But um, Travis Hodges Tomlinson, really, really good. I mean, th- their defense was incredible. Yeah. 
So it's a new do, way to win games too. You gotta do you gotta do something good to be able to stop B. John Robinson from doing anything. Yeah, I mean certainly, certainly. So other than do you guys have anything else to talk about that that game, or you want to talk about? I kind of want to talk about Kansas State and Baylor. I was absolutely shocked by the final score in that game. Yeah, I think we just kind of overestimated, like how I mean Baylor was on a hot streak, but I think we just kind of overestimated or. Baylor and maybe just underestimated Kansas State. Kansas State's a really a really good football team. They're really good one. I don't. You can not. you can make an argument to me that they're the best three loss team in the country. Oh, I don't. I would agree with you. Who who else is even a three loss team? I don't even. I don't think there's anybody that would I would put up there with them. Is uh does Utah three losses or they no, only they have just, two? They just have two. Maybe Notre Dame. Yeah, I think K State would beat Notre Dame personally. Florida, Florida State has three losses. I think yeah, I think K State would beat all those. I agree. Yeah, I K State know. is just such a complete team, like from top to bottom. They can beat you in any position. Yeah, no, I agree. You're you're definitely right about that. And, K State's uh, another team. I think you line them up on any given day, they can beat anybody in the country other than Georgia. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think, think it's like Ohio State. If you if you let them play their game, they're gonna bleed the clock. They're gonna score some points, and then they're just gonna grind you out they're a whole they're a hell they're a hell of a lot better on offense too like they're an explosive offense especially yeah. when they have will howard out there to me and i get that area martinez presents new you know a different like edge to the running game but will howard has made their offense look incredible when he's been out there because he, he just gets the ball at timely you know that leak Knowles is a good receiver and he's been hurt but he seems to be open every third down deuce deuce vaughn obviously good and then the the guy that was really good against baylor was uh, the tight end Sinnott. And he's he's pretty he's pretty athletic. The guy's kind of had an incredible season for a big burly white guy. He's like hurdling people and stuff. And you love you love a big white tight end, but one one that has like a uh, one of those like elbow um, like the Rob Gronkowski like elbow brace. That means you're good at your job. I'm telling you, you look like you look like Jason Witten. You run like him. Have some soft hands. Like okay, he's him. Jason Witten might have been like the slowest guy that was always open like i mean he was always open but also really slow i don't know how he 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 had like how he did that but i mean i guess it's just route running young tom beard watched hours upon hours of jason witten playing football and i i still don't understand it to this day he ran he ran like a five six on a good day hey jason it, jason witten had the softest hands for a big man i've ever seen oh, oh. He, he he's a top three tight end of all Listen, time you, you, you can throw you can throw an egg, you can shoot it out of a cannon from a thousand yards away. He'll catch that thing; and it won't break. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll just tell yeah. you this. I'll just tell you this much: if you need somebody to give you a massage, Jason Witten. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I have to call the show. I, I'm not saying I want a massage <laughs> by Jason Witten, but I don't want. I don't want one. I don't want one, but I bet you he gives a damn good one. Exactly. Well, I'm not. I'm not asking him. I'm not calling him for a massage. I, mean, I don't need. I don't need a Jason Witten massage. I'm just saying, if I did need a massage, right? Okay. Here's. I might need a Jason Witten massage. Well, I, I might want it. Could kind of make me feel real awkward. Yeah. Well, you don't have to look at him, Drew. Just put your head in a little hole. Yeah, and then he just just imagine how that you can put a, you can put a blindfold you can put a a blindfold on me and don't tell me who's massaging me. I mean, I'll enjoy it. <laughs> put some AirPods in. Yeah. Oh, uh, just know yeah. that a big burly white man is rubbing down here. 
Oh, pause. Um, all right. Uh, so, but yeah, Kansas State, they deserve some flowers for sure. It looks like it might be two purple teams that are in the Big 12 championship game. If Oklahoma State would have just just simply beat Kansas, we would be all – we could have, you know, all you could eat in Arlington if we would win out, but I don't think it matters. Our team is just so incredibly injured and bad right now. So, oh, well. Here's my um, question. Does it does it shock you that OU's favored in Bedlam? Because it shocks I, the hell to me. I don't, we haven't been favored in the last, like, five weeks. Like, even when we were healthy, we weren't getting favored. I think it's just because we have so many injuries and they don't know who's actually going to play, so they put the line well, that way. If Spencer Sanders plays, you're going you're gonna to win. Yeah, I mean, he said he's playing, but he hasn't oh, yeah. looked healthy, in, like, since if, Texas. One thing about OU is if you got two legs and can move faster than a 450-pound man, you're going to beat OU. <laughs> Drew, I don't know, man. Our our uh, our offensive play calling has uh, – I don't know, man. It, it feels like we have uh, a really, really, really constipated offense. Jake, right you're here. acting like our offensive play calling has been any better. Tom, we can't run the ball for more than – like three yards like at a time because our offensive line is invisible they're all invi- they're like literally all invisible 300 invisible men 300 pound invisible men or you might as well put a 12 12 year old soccer team girls soccer team at our d line <laughs> same, same output the exact same output uh all I'm, all I'm saying is we've got some juco softball catchers up there blocking for gunner gundy and that did not go well <laughs> Hey, Gunner Gundy had a nice ball. He had one good pass, Drew. And then the rest was absolute garbage. It was really bad. I mean, to that ball, that that deep ball was beautiful. But uh, the rest of it was not good. Yeah. He looked more confident, though. And they didn't – here's the thing. They didn't want to – so, Gundy, he makes the worst decisions when it comes to quarterbacks, like almost every single time. Oh, I'm Um, aware. And yeah, in the K State game when you guys were trying to go not get shut out, and then he just scrambled a little bit and then shovel passed it forward <laughs> for for interception. No, I meant Mike Gundy, but yeah, oh. definitely Gunner is. I mean, they they have the same genes. So, uh, but like w- w- it was fourth and one, and Gunner left lost his helmet, so we had to put somebody in. And they were like, "Well, we don't want to burn get Rangel's red red shirt." Well, then why did we play Rangel last game the entire game? So they threw Spencer out there, who's actually injured. I still have no clue what we we did. We won the game, so fuck it. I don't know. All right, hey, we'll, he didn't look bad. Yeah. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Um, but let's continue talking about Oklahoma State real quick uh, about the quarterback thing now, because <laughs> it was literally like a stone cold Steve Austin thing. Like like. Spencer Sanders did not play all game. And then we were losing 14 to 10. And we just decided, hey, fuck it, put him in there. So we just put him, we just threw him in the game. He's injured. And then he immediately, the entire momentum of the game switched. We went down, scored, and won the game. But like, what, what in the world? Like, I'm not, I just don't understand like why, like what the management of the injury was. And nothing is like more frustrating than when you just watch your team be so much better, like, than they actually, than they've been playing. And like uh, like a quarter, you know what I mean? It's just so frustrating because you know how good they can play, but they just have looked like dog shit for the last two weeks. I put the team on my back. And that's like what he did. It just shows you how important the quarter the quarterback position is. If you don't have a good quarterback, then you're you're fucked. Oh, <laughs> you're, fucked. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely fucked. And like, I mean, I know the quarterback position is super super important, 
Uh, but I mean, good lord, this this season has really accentuated it for me. Oh yeah, well, same with me. You don't. <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had a bad defense for probably Ever. a decade now. Our and first time we don't have an elite quarterback to like really make up for it. So, hence five losses. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, that makes sense, a. But I also think that people probably expected Dylan Gabriel to be a little bit better. Well, he's yeah, he's just not very good. Not great. He, I mean, you know, you would expect someone at the D one level to be able to throw a deep ball. Um, it doesn't happen. Yeah, you can see Marvin Mims just wants somebody that to throw 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 him the the big ball. You know. I mean, well, hey, Lord, if I see another overthrowed pass, I'm going to hurl myself off Gaylord Stadium. <laughs> it, it, it is getting to the point of just, like, wanting to shoot myself. There and I, if I'm going to if, – if when I'm at Bedlam, I'm probably going to have to be blackout to be able to enjoy that game. Oh, Drew, it's 6.30 on ABC, man. I'll, I'll, we'll have plenty of time to, to, to get some drinks in us. Well, I'll take advantage of it then. Yeah, some yeah. transfusions. What's it? Uh, you talking about a Bud Light? No, what just, is, no oh, the, just a mixed drink. Just a little mixed drink, a little transfusion. Well, isn't there? Isn't oh, it's infusions. Maybe it's. I think it's Michelob Ultra. Like, um, yeah, definitely Michelob Ultra. They have like this infusion. It's uh, I don't know. It's not great. Hey, whatever they're doing, keep doing it. Yeah. So, <laughs> when I was watching that OU game, though. The announcers were so bad, but oh hey, why does Devin Gardner have a job? <laughs> He's cracking peanuts over his head. He was. He what was the hell pretty, does that mean? He was pretty bad, but the, uh, there was one. I think there was one time when he said, "Oh, and that's a big sack." And I just, I don't, I just thought that was so funny. Like, <laughs> if you just clip that, you could use it for so many good things. That's a big sack. Yeah, he, he was, was also so scared. Another another thing that oh that really worries me is what Garrett Green. I mean, he's a good runner and everything. But when a five foot eight, one hundred and eighty pound man soaking wet just absolutely trucks your starting linebacker. And he's who, like, who did he truck? I mean, Dan, he put Dan Stutzman on his ass. Just ran I mean, his ass over. Embarrassing. Dan, Dan Stutzman, man. That guy is I have not been impressed. And I thought I was gonna be really impressed by him this season. And he has flashes of like, damn, this guy's a yeah. good, really good linebacker, but he's dumber than a bunch of rocks. I think you gotta put Jaron Koenig out there pretty soon. Well, he's better. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a probably he might be our best defensive player. Him and and, Billy and you know what's insane? Britt Venables said he doesn't even know how to play defense. So what are, what are we doing? If that yeah. guy doesn't know how to play defense, I'm throwing it all out the wall. And he said he doesn't know how to play linebacker. Oh, what does that even mean? I, mean? I guess he just doesn't know like what gaps to fill and everything like that. It's just he has his raw athletic ability. Let's talk. Let's talk Alabama Ole Miss, guys. What do you say? Okay. All right. So uh, Lane Kiffin in his press conference was like basically saying how he's tired of people giving him credit when they lose. Um, but Ole Miss had the leading passer, the leading rusher, the leading receiver, and that doesn't tell the story of the game. They had every opportunity to win this game. They were up 17 to 7. Um, I kind of felt like they had the momentum. Like they there was times when it was like they just need that they need one big play here to really break it open. Never did so. And when you do that against Alabama, you know, you're kind of wishing for a loss. And I don't know. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is a good team. Alabama's a good team. I don't think either one of them's great. And I think that kind of pro- probably showed out in the end the end, end result. Yeah. Um, 
It's definitely the worst Alabama team I've seen past 10 years, probably. Last 10 years? Yeah. Gosh, I don't even know who else would like, you know, who else you can even put up, up with uh with him on that. Uh, I mean, you can, say, you, so can good. Say, you can say, I mean, I guess you can't say because they won the national championship that year, but the year they had Jacob Coker as their starting quarterback. Yeah, Jacob Coker. Jacob Coker was a real flash in the pan guy. Yeah, I've been thinking I have a really good name for just a random college football player. Go. I remember Blake Sims. Oh, yeah, Blake Sims. That was a good one. He was a one-year starter, too, but he was really good. Yeah, he was. There was uh, Blake Sims, and then who was the quarterback at Ohio State that I'm thinking of? that he They won the national championship. I cannot think of his name. Cordell Jones. Cardale Jones, yeah. Cardale. Nothing like good old uh, Cardale. Hey, Bill's legend right there. E.J. Manuel? Oh. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Well, speaking of the Bills, let me say something real quick. They find the most heart-wrenching gut- – I mean, they make losing look like an art. They find the most in- in- insane ways to lose a fucking game. i never <laughs> seen anything like it. So, uh, so what was going through your mind during that uh, little fumble on the goal line, Drew? Oh, I was <laughs> – I first of all, I thought the game was over, so I went into my group messages and started talking a lot of shit in Justin Jefferson because I hate that motherfucker. And then Josh Allen decided he's butterfingers. Josh Allen looks like he did his 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 past three games have been absolutely pitiful. But the thing is, it it literally took arguably the greatest catch in NFL history to beat us today. And it's just, I mean, we find we find the most miraculous way to lose the games. You you know how I was talking about two days ago when I said when you go in victory formation, you always you always think that you're finding a way to lose. It happened. <laughs> it so, happened. Why do you why do you hate Jettas? Why do you hate Justin Jefferson? Well, first of all, he raped my OU team. <laughs> what did he do? He did do that. Nothing was consensual about what he did to us that day. <laughs> One thing about that was concerned. Nothing. And then he decided. Oh, I'm, he, I mean, that might have been the greatest catch I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, it could have been. And we have three losses this year. I'll buy a combined eight points. You can make an argument we should be, very easily be nine and zero. It's just stupid mistakes we make. Yeah, the the interception at the end of the game, I was like shocked because I feel like the you had all you had to do was get a field goal, right? Well, yeah, well, that that was to tie it. But yeah, I mean, you you weren't gonna lose if you didn't score a touchdown. And the play the play before, it was a pass interference in the end zone. They didn't call, but I'm not gonna talk much about that. But Josh Allen had a check down that would have might have scored a touchdown to Devin Singletary on that last interception. So just I don't know what he was thinking on that pass. It was horrible. Yeah. The um. The the yeah the pass was like the the whole the whole fumble thing was crazier to me. I got the pass, you know, he thought interceptions, but with like a quarterback like that, I just didn't expect him to kind of fuck over the game. Yeah, I could not. I I I literally sprinted downstairs. Um, my roommate was watching it a couple seconds behind me, and I ran downstairs to watch it a second time, freaking out. He's like, "What happened?" And I went down and ruined it for him. But I I mean that was the craziest finish to a game I have ever seen. I guess great. going to overtime because that wasn't even the end of the game. The Bills, 
they're always on the wrong side of the greatest game ever. Every single time. <laughs> they are. Greatest regular season game I've ever seen. And then the, the playoff game last year, obviously, was a tough one. Just... Four, four straight Super Bowls loss. I'm mean... just saying, they find the most miraculous ways to, to blow a game. We were up 27 to 10. Yeah, that's what, I took a nap during that part. I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know you guys were up that big. big. Oh, yeah. And then Dalvin Cook decided he he's going to run untouched to the end zone for 81 yards. And then, oh, just my God. Well, he dropped he dropped that one pass that would have won the game earlier. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, Jordan Phillips was offside, so it didn't really matter. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Jordan, Phillips, Jordan Phillips was so offside. That was so funny. It was awesome. And then we stopped him again. Then Josh decided, yeah, my, my hands don't work. Well, I mean, I will say that was the most heartbreaking loss I've ever experienced in my in my entire life. In your entire life? Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'd say try try losing by a by about the skin of your penis in the Big Twelve Championship game. That one's tough. Well, at least you weren't in victory formation. No, should have been. You guys weren't even in. You were in a victory formation. You were, you had to get a sneak up there. All you had to do was get half a yard, and you had a six foot five, two hundred twenty pound quarterback. Hey, yeah. did you hear? Did you hear the announcer? He was like, "You think about taking a safety here? Like, no, you don't. No, no you do not. <laughs> then they have a chance to get a field goal. That's such a wild thing to say. Think about uh, taking a field goal yeah, or taking just... a damn safety. That's so dumb, dude. I hate teams that do that. Just try to get a yard. I'm done talking about it, but that was just. It blew my mind how we lost that game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. I, uh, there is, uh, that was about as shocking as Vanderbilt winning. Yeah. Close to it. I mean, I checked my phone because I saw an update on Twitter. I was like, oh, Commodore's like eyeball emoji. I turned over like on my phone. I was like, oh my God, what is Kentucky doing? <laughs> like, We're Kentucky, cr- Kentucky has had the sky fall on this team, man. Holy shit. Kentucky sucks. We're just a we're just a cursed franchise. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Oh, the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were talking about Kentucky and Vanderbilt. No. Now. no, I'm saying we're just we're just a cursed franchise. That's all. I'm... Yeah, well, the Bills Bills are cursed, and apparently, you know, A and M might be cursed as well. well I'm, I'm more they happy about that them. one. Well, okay. I, I want to give I want to give a special shout out to a couple programs though today. Um, from 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 uh college football and the number one guy that that needs to hear his name you know in some praise is Jim Mora. Let's just go ahead and say it. UConn was a program where I genuinely thought they might drop from F- FBS. Like I thought there was a chance they could go to FCS or lower. Like that they were that bad, and they didn't have. It didn't seem like they had any momentum for the program. They're independent. They don't have a conference. They beat Liberty, and they're going to a bowl game in his first year. Incredible job by Jim Moore. Deserves yeah, a lot of credit. They beat Liberty too. Well, yeah. I guess playoff the playoff committee the playoff committee didn't knew what they were talking about. I guess not putting them not ranking them. I guess yeah. I mean uh, the, the thing is is have you ever seen a, a maybe 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 the SEC is just not that good. Because I mean, Liberty goes on the on the road with a third string quarterback and beats Arkansas, and then they lose they lose to UConn. Like what? It's it's the same story as always. They have the SEC is very top heavy, right? And the rest of them are just very mid. I, I wouldn't even say they're mid this year. They're just bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, I, I, I truly believe that almost every Big Twelve team could go and beat probably the bottom four teams, bottom five teams of the SEC. 
Oh, no question. I don't, I don't think there's – I mean, would they? I don't know, but they definitely could. It would. Be, I feel like they would always be pretty close games, yeah. I'm telling you right now, Vanderbilt, Missouri would both be the worst team in the Big 12. Well, we saw Missouri play Kansas State. And you saw what happened. Yeah, 40 to 6, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Missouri has gotten better, though. I will say that there were points when they were playing Tennessee this week. I was like, oh, they, they might have a chance. Like, there there was it was never truly close, but it was kind of they – had, they had a couple bullets in the gun. Hey, I'm saying is I, have, I haven't missed my lock, lock of the week in a while. Do you pick you pick Tennessee? Tennessee minus 19. So, yeah, I picked uh, – who did I pick? I can't remember. I picked – oh, no, I know. I picked Texas minus seven. That was a stupid-ass bet. I was forced to panic pick. I don't even remember mine. You picked Michigan minus 29. Did that hit? No, no, actually. No, I, I picked Nebraska minus 30 and a half. That's I what told I, you pick, I told you. I told you to pick something else. Dude, you, fucking, ended up picking, you picked Tennessee minus 19. I mean, you did the same thing. I bet on I bet on Nebraska plus 30 and a half, and they lost by 31 points. Oh. Yeah, absolute, absolute heartbreak right there from the Huskers for me. I didn't even cool. know it was happening because I wasn't I was at the OSU game, but like come on. So is uh Ohio State Michigan's next not this weekend, but next weekend, right? Right, at the very last week. Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah, it'd be a good game. It's I mean, I don't, it may not it may not be a good game. I don't know. I, I, have you remembered a, a, an Ohio State a Michigan game that's been close other than the one where uh JT Daniels got bumped by an ass and barely got a first down? Mm. What year was that? 2016? Like 2017, 2018. They had the Brill Peppers. Neither of those games were close though. Yeah. Even last year wasn't really particularly close. I expect this one to be close. It'd be awesome if it was. I just like it seems like in this in that rivalry one of those teams, typically Ohio State lately, but like even Michigan has won by like 14, 21, you know, like there was that one year, I think Michigan was like number two in the country going into the game and Michigan or Ohio State had Dwayne Haskins that year and Ohio State won like 65 to 20. Like it wasn't close. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, hopefully you're right though. I, it, the weather is going to dictate a lot too. And I, that's kind of, that part of the big 10 is kind of fun when you see, snowfall and stuff you know coming down and that the, you know the tougher team usually wins in the snow i don't know kind of fun love a good snow game that made me really happy when i saw it snowing during the nebraska game was oh, it was snowing i didn't i didn't get to watch much of that game because i was it, it was, was snowing in like the very beginning um and of course nebraska had the classic looks pretty good on the first drive and then sucked so, so is Nebraska the best first drive team in the country and the worst on every other drive? I, I think we got to give it to them at this point. It's incredible. Every game, their first drive, you're like, oh, damn. And then the rest of the game, it's so bad. You don't even want to watch. Like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. They're just a dog shit football team. That's all there is to it, huh? You think if OU, no. and, you think if OU and Nebraska played again, it'd be the same score? Yes. I do, yeah. too. That's yeah. Cool. And OU is not very good. OU is pitiful. This is the worst OU team since 1999. Well, we were good. What was that that one year? You guys guys were a really good team, but you had everyone get injured. I think it was was 2010. It was 09 or 10. It was was 09. It was nine. Yeah, like uh, Royals was hurt. Uh, DeMarco Murray got hurt. Sam Bradford got hurt. We were we were supposed to go back to the national championship, right? We, we are preseason ranked one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. 
So I'm saying, and then I think Texas went to the national championship instead. Yep, and then they got pooped on by Alabama. Right, right, right. Um, okay. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there any other games that stuck out to you? Oh, UCLA losing was crazy. Arizona. I'm telling you, the, right. the Wildcats. Watch out for the Wildcats. That's why I'm buying stock in the Wildcats for the future right now. I didn't watch the game, but I woke up and I saw the score. I said, what in the hell? Well, like Arizona's not bad. Like their offense is really electric. Now their defense is bottomless pit of shit. So that's why I was a little bit like, how did UCLA not score more than 28? You figured UCLA yes. could outscore them. Yeah. Clemson bounced back. That's important. 31-16, I guess. Um, congrats to them. Let's see. Hey, Let's uh, go through some of these games, and you guys tell me what interests you. Georgia over Mississippi State. Bulldogs versus Bulldogs. Not yeah, really. Just uh, classic shitting. <laughs> that was a pantsing, huh? That was a yeah. classic shitting. I mean, there's no if and buts about it. Stetson Bennett shoved his big old tiny man penis in their face. Lad, 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 McConkey, man. I just every time I read that name, it's so fucking awesome. Lad, lad, McConkey pulled off a, a classic shitting. That's just great. Classic. Okay, let's go through some of these games. You guys tell me what interests you. Um, Stanford, Utah. Not a not a single bit. Penn uh, State, Penn State 30, Maryland nothing. Oh God. Yeah. Talia. Uh, I thought Maryland was pretty good for a second, but I kind of did too. I I just I want to be a fan of them. They just always disappoint me every time I start caring. So uh <laughs> do you think um do you think uh, T- Talia? What did you guys think Talia's QBR was yesterday? Maybe Six. a four. Both of those were somehow just a little bit lower. Seven point six. Oh god, <laughs> that's bad. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. I mean, that sounds like a blood alcohol content. <laughs> Seven point six. I guess you would be. You would, I think you would be dead. I, yeah, I think so you're seven point six, and you're dead. I think Josh Allen could play a better better game at QB blackout drunk than that. Well, blackout drunk and left-handed. Yeah. Well, Josh Allen looks like he's blackout drunk in those last couple drives. <laughs> Drew, I thought we were done talking about it. He's, well, still, mad. Up. he's still mad. Oh, but... I'll never recover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Purdue, Illinois. That was a good game, actually. Wait, um... wait hold on, Jake. Drew's gonna Drew the Bills are gonna win the fucking Super Bowl this year, and Drew's gonna be devastated over this one loss <laughs> yeah. in the regular season. Well, fucking week, say, week nine, we fucking lost to the Vikings, so it doesn't matter. Last time we lost, last time we lost, uh, on a heartbreaking like when the Hail Mary happened, the Hail Murray. I think oh, we yeah. ended up winning like eight games in a row after that, so I'm not worried, but I mean, good god. I'm telling you, those those birds, man, they're flying high this year. And just wait, just wait. The hell happened to the Cowboys today? I, you know what? That's a good question. We were up 14, and I saw Mason Crosby kick a fucking game winner in overtime. Of course. Aaron Rod- Aaron of course. Rogers Hold, loves- on. Hold on, Aaron Drew. Rogers I, the I, I fucking despise Mason Crosby. With you know, I hope his family has an awesome Christmas, but I hope he doesn't. I hope he. I hope he cries and had and, and is upset the entire Tom, Christmas. Tom hates oh. the kicker. The kicker, yes, not the Mason quarterback. Mason Crosby, not the I don't quarterback. Fuck Aaron Rodgers too. Everyone else hates him. I can hate someone else. 
So you don't hate the quarterback that's absolutely tortured your franchise, but you hate you know, the kicker. You know what? You know what's funny? <laughs> we got torched by one receiver today, and it is someone who dropped the very first play of the season. He dropped a wide open touchdown from Aaron Rodgers, and of course, it's that guy that goes for off, goes fucking like. I think he scored three touchdowns on us today. Was it Romeo think, Dobbs? No, he's hurt Christian Watson. Some, yeah. I mean, he pooped on us, man. It was oh, he, gonna, to watch. He's going to be good, man. He's fast as hell. I mean, it, I will say this. It's incredibly frustrating to watch a receiver that gets open. It's big, fast, strong, but just can't fucking catch. Like, it's so frustrating. But that's I wish what he, he couldn't fucking catch today. No, that's I, what he, I wish. Tommy he, um, he still had, like, four drops this game. I don't care. We <laughs> still lost, Jake. I know, he I'm got just, too fucking many. I'm just saying he's going to be a really good player because – one of these days, you'll figure out how to catch it. You know what? You know what I think is the biggest tragedy of the Dallas Cowboys? Jerry Jones. No. The fact that we caved in and paid, paid Zeke when we had Tony Pollard just sitting there. Hey, Tony Pollard is is unbelievable. And we paid Zeke $20 million. I mean. That's, that's got to be one of the stupider. <laughs> that is the biggest. It, dude, Zeke, the only thing Zeke is good for is your classic He'll get like one or two five yard rushes a game. I was gonna say classic then, molesting girls. Or that. <laughs> um, but he is, I will say he is probably the best blocking running back in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he's a good pass protector for sure. He is a sixth lineman out there. He's also awesome. making your left tackle. I mean, at this point, we probably should because Tyler Smith was probably the worst draft pick in the last 30 years by any NFL franchise. Holy fuck, man. That's I don't nuts. know. Dude, we picked Jalen Rager a pick before Justin Jefferson. I don't know if it gets any worse than that. Well, what about what about the Buccaneers drafting Roberto Aguayo in the second round? <laughs> you you I, know, his, dude. his family was like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. This guy? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's I mean, ass. I don't know. I don't I'll know. tell you. I'll tell you. It's he's like, you know what position him. he plays? <laughs> it, it is unbelievably frustrating watching the Dallas Cowboys play football. Unbelievably uh, frustrating. It's been that way for quite a while, I feel I, like. It has been that, it, Jake, it has been that way for 21 years of my life. Do you know how old I am? I go with 21. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, let's talk about some college football, though. Uh, yeah. Are there any more games we need to talk about? I don't really think so. I mean, maybe if you want to talk about Purdue, Illinois, if you're really interested in the, the Big Ten West. No. Go yeah. Purdue, though. Go Boilermakers. Yeah. And they're here oh, to spoil Virginia. So Virginia Pittsburgh. Virginia started off the, the game. Oh, with, that was brutal. With two plays on offense, they threw two consecutive pick sixes. They started off the game yeah, fourteen nothing, rough. and they had no like no yards. No, didn't even play defense. So I, pretty bad I start. Say, I can say with one hundred percent certainty if my if OU started a game like that, I'm just turning off the game and not watching the rest of it. Really? No, oh, you kidding me? Well, even if it's a big, big game, listen. You're down. You're down fourteen within the first sixteen seconds. <laughs> it was wait. It was the first sixteen seconds. Yes, there's fourteen <laughs> minutes and forty four seconds left on the clock to the second one. Wow. Yeah, that's damning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I okay. Yeah, I'm with Drew. I could never watch OU football ever again. <laughs> if that ever. if that happened, then I'm saying, wow. Is there some soccer on? I mean that Drew. That is basically what happened to us in the Alabama playoff game. Yeah, at least oh, it was we're down twenty-one to zero within five minutes of the game. 
Yeah, but you yeah. got you guys have Kyler Murray, not Brennan Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why it was even more embarrassing than that. It was actually not a bad game. If they wouldn't have spotted them 21 points the rest of the game, OU won. Oh, after trust the first me, quarter. I, I, after the first quarter, OU won game 34 to 17. Yeah. Jake, I've replayed that head, that game in my head once or twice. I've thought about it real hard. That was the year that the defense was – the OU defense was, like, really fucking bad. Well, the thing is, like, yeah, that – this defense is miles better than the 2018 defense, and that's just a complete embarrassment. Yeah, well, this defense is not good either. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's yeah. an embarrassment. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's let's talk about embarrassment, though. I, I, I've <laughs> Auburn and Nam both playing is pretty much the shit bowl. I mean, uh, you got to – why the – those two teams, we don't even need to televise that game. But um, I want to I want to say something about Auburn. Auburn might Auburn is a, a weird team because their two rivals are the two best teams in the sport right now. I mean, Georgia and Alabama are the two most dominant teams in the sport. Whether it's recruiting on the field, off the field, coaching doesn't matter. You know, those are the two best teams. Auburn is in a, obviously in a weird spot a because of that, but b they're replacing their coach. They have gone four and six. They haven't had an impressive, you know, real impressive season since probably Jarrett Stidham being the coach uh, or being the quarterback. They still had an incredible amount of fans at that game, a great amount of support. I think Auburn might have the sneaky best fan base in the SEC. Like, I really do. And like the, the amount of, you know, passion they had behind their team, like that game for a, a three and seven team or three and six versus three and six game, like it was impressive. So I just want to give Auburn some, some, some kudos for that. You know what uh, Auburn is? What's Auburn? Well, let's say Georgia, uh, Alabama is the big brother of the family. Okay. They everybody loves them. Great guy, great kid. Well, that's just not true. No one, no one loves the big brother. Well, I'm talking about like just like in family terms. Okay. Like, in this very analogy, successful. Georgia's little Georgia's little brother. Everybody loves everybody loves little brother. He's gonna be very successful. He's the best looking out of the group. Okay. Auburn. Is a middle child that just got hooked on black tar heroin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing it's is, is every every now and then, you know, Auburn set the bar pretty low for you um, because they do so much black tar heroin that say they they go a day without doing the black tar heroin and maybe they they go to the live the public library and check out a book or something or they you know they make a couple bucks here and there. And you're yeah, real you proud of do. them. They stay, they stay sober for a couple of years. They have a couple of great years, and then they just relapse real hard. Exactly. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So you, they set the bar so low that when they exceed those low expectations, you're like, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, Brian Harston the really sweet girl that sees the good in the middle child and is like trying to help him out, but like the parents are like, no, you can't help him. Please. Oh, I can, I can change him. Oh, I can change him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, no, you can't. They will be that forever. That's the same thing I, I see with like – Nebraska. Nebraska got hooked on black tar heroin, and that the, oh. the, the Big Ten supplied it. Yeah, no, the big the Big Ten kept feeding the needles, man. That's what happened. Nebraska, Nebraska, not Nebraska. Nebraska and A and M have been hooked on crack for decades. <laughs> They've been hooked on their own crack, though. They're the ones that are selling the crack. Yeah, they're supplying it. Yeah. Well, apparently Nebraska. Well, Nebraska started selling it to everyone they played this year. Good that's, lord. Yeah. yeah, if you play Nebraska, well, that's that's the thing. So does Michigan? Does Michigan have to deal with the uh, Husker Hex now? Are they going to get hooked on crack? (laughs) Are the Michigan Wolverines going to get hooked on crack? We're asking the important questions here on the Three Man Rush Pod. 
It's certainly possible to get hooked on crack. Oh, you got a taste of the crack, apparently. Oh, we we loved it. We we really liked it. Yeah. Well, you know what happens. You do crack once, you don't go back. Hey, Brent Venables is trying to is trying his hardest to get us get us unhooked, but we are still snorting as hard as we can. Jeff Levy and Ted Roof are one more hit away from overdosing. <laughs> <laughs> dude uh, i'm sorry i'm bringing up ou again but ted roof maybe i could call a defense better than that fucker well, I, feel like, I feel like the defense wasn't that bad this last game well there's a reason he switches jobs every two years because he's ass everywhere he goes yeah he's not he's actually the defense coordinator for ou why can't oh, Drew, he just likes to travel he just likes to travel oh, he's traveling back to his house and never coming out <laughs> look we have we have offensive coordinators calling the game or being head coaches and calling plays, I feel like we could do a defensive coordinator just as well. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. So why is he even the coordinator? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you can have a coordinator, but if he's why is he the one that calls plays? Brent clearly the best. He's been the best DC in college football for, like, 20 years. Yeah, uh, yeah maybe. I mean, it definitely He's been top consistent. five, at least. Yeah. He's been a top five guy. Yeah. You would think he would run the defense, but I mean, holy shit, dude! I mean, yeah. dude, you could you could bring you could bring TYAA, and they could probably move 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 the ball against OU's defense at this point. <laughs> hey, remember that? Uh, remember that kid we were watching, Michael Kent, in the highlight video? Yeah, he'd have a career day. Oh, oh, For, oh, boy! The Friday Night Tykes versus the OU Sooners. Mm. Oh, Jake, there's a Friday Night Tyke for Bartlesville, Oklahoma. He's coming. Really. He's oh, coming. Michael watch Kent. his highlight tape. He's incredible. <laughs> How old is he? Like eleven. Eleven. <laughs> I think I'll wait. I'll wait and watch him later. I guess we got he him, had like, like fourteen hundred rushing yards in a season. He's eleven years old, Drew. He may not yeah, grow. Five star. Five star. He is. He is him. Star. All right. Him. He'll probably transfer to Union or something. All right. Next game. Okay. South Carolina, Florida. South Florida wins at home, thirty-eight to six. Oh, good, good. And their quarterback didn't even throw for 140 yards. Anthony Richardson was threw for 112 yards, and they won 38 to six. How many times? How many times did Rattler turn it over? Again, also Spencer Rattler's QBR. Um, let's go. Let me let me give me a second. Higher or lower than how old he is? Lower. 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 Okay, let's see what his age is. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's a uh, it's pushing hitting puberty. His QBR. He is just point one older. Than his QBR twenty one point nine was his QBR. He's twenty two years old. Oh, <laughs> hey, he can legally drink at least. Yeah, his QBR. QBR did, his hey, QBR could get fucked up. He can't ride a car though. That no. didn't stop him before. I could tell you that from personal experience. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't even know how. You, like this guy has so much. Like when you watch him throw the ball, you're like, wow, okay, yeah, it, like hums off of his hand. But it doesn't he has, seem he has, like he has the, the athleticism to me. He has oh. – I, I think he has one of the best arm talents in college football. But, yeah, like, he, he can make every talent. throw, but he doesn't seem like he has, like, the great the greatest, like, escapability or, like, I don't know. You know something. what it is, Jake? <laughs> what is that? What is it? <laughs> he doesn't get that dog in him. Yeah, he had no dog in him. No dog in him. He's about as mobile as Soul Surfer. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that's a woman with one arm. Oh, who, who's the woman? With the, who's the one with no leg? Oscar Pistorius. He's no. He's pretty mobile though. Oscar Pistorius. 
He's pretty mobile. <laughs> see, he might be quick in the pocket. Like he's yeah. got some good moves. Spencer Rattler's running around. Who's, back he, as, there who's he as mobile arm. as? Didn't Oscar Pistorius murder his wife? Am I wrong yeah. about that? That's fucked up. Yeah. He's. A, I'm trying to think of a. That guy had no legs. He's about as mobile know. as. I don't know. I'm just talking. talking. It's pretty. (laughs) I'm bringing up some pretty bad comparisons here. He's just not mobile. How about that? He's about as mobile as an office chair. There you go. With one wheel broken. He's nice. Yeah, there you go. You know who's mobile, though? And this is the only game that I think that's worth talking about. Oh, actually, no, two games left. North Carolina Wake Forest, Drake May. This motherfucker is incredible. Oh, he's going to Heisman. 448 yards, three touchdowns. North Carolina keeps winning. North Carolina is nine and one. If North Carolina would have nutted up and beaten Notre Dame, we'd have to talk about them for the playoff. Like, we'd have to. Hey, be the, if they went out, we they, still have to talk about They should be in the top 10 with their resume. I'm not telling you that they're they're a top 10 team. I don't think they are. They should be in the top 10 ranking-wise. Well, did Oregon and UCLA uh, losing open it up, open up a window of opportunity for them? That's a good question. I mean, we'll, we'll see what the, the committee thinks of them. I don't think so. I think I think they could win the, the ACC and still not make it. You know who I think? I think Clemson's right back in it now, though. Yeah, you could be right. I mean, the ACC is just pitiful this year, man. Like, it's, it's really it's, not good. It's pretty awful. I mean, we're seeing Miami. Miami might make a bowl game, and Miami is fucking horrible. Oh, give me an OU Miami bowl game. Oh, the little, little Brian Bosworth era type type thing? Didn't well, Miami, then, Miami Drew, and OU played a couple years ago, though? Give me the tax, the taxpayer bowl. <laughs> taxpayer bowl yeah is that what it's called or tax uh, I layer I don't, I don't think they have a bowl game for the taxpayers can we get the outback bowl no, Jake, you, know who, you know who OU's gonna play Who's gonna get i, I, I kind of wanted you guys to play somebody from the pac-12 we're gonna get a classic rematch of ou yukon oh that would be sweet i would the love that fiesta bowl? One. the fiesta bowl from 2011 yeah yep, but it would be we'd be in the armed forces bowl well actually uh I'm not going to talk about bowl game because I'm not convinced we're going to make one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, I, I feel like y'all beat Tecker, uh, one of us. I don't know. We're, we're not dude, I, great. dude, I don't know if we could win two games. <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. Texas Tech well, is like not bad. And you, we only, and we, only need, we only need one win, but I don't Texas, see it happen. Texas Tech versus OU, that might be – both teams might be fighting for a bowl game because I think Tech is 5-5 five and five as well. And if we don't make a bowl game, I – oh, boy. With that, how many times – when was the last time y'all did make a bowl game? 90s? Probably 98. 98. Good Lord. Hey, you know what happened two years after that, though? Chip. Chip. All right. Any other games we need to talk about? Yeah, UCL, UCF Tulane. Let's talk about it real quick. The, the, hey, the John Reese Plumley. five game. He, dude, he's so Plumlee's fast. Balling. He is he's wildly balling. fast. Like, he is, he is insanely fast, for especially for a Caucasian. Oh, is he that white guy for UCF? Yeah. He he like like I mean he might run a four three something at a quarterback. Do you, do you think Deion Sanders is gonna be impressed with him when he goes to the combine? I don't I don't know. Why why do you ask? <laughs> well he, anytime anytime Deion Sanders sees a fast white guy, he always just makes a big deal about it. Oh really? Every time. Um, telling you, hey, hey, did you also sorry, a little off topic, but the first white quarterback, cornerback, started in the NFL last week. Who who was it? His name is Troy Apke from Penn State. Oh, yeah, yeah. He used to be on the Commanders. Yep. Yeah. He started at corner for him. Congrats to him. Um, 
He's the only one left out there. And first one since 2003. Since 2003? Oh my God. Yeah, since 2003. That was a four year old. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, UCF beats Tulane. Little G5 action. Good game. Good for my picks. Yep, good for your picks. I liked, I like, um, I love Tulane's uniforms, but UCF has some underrated uniforms too. Those like, they had some sweet black helmets with the all white. Other than that, pretty cool uniforms. Would you say UCF's a, a top 15 program the past 10 years overall? No, no. Top, top 20? Top 20, yeah. Yeah. Top 15. The national championship, man. We're talking tw- top 15, you, you start including Florida and Penn State, like those kind of fringe programs that have just had better teams. You know what I mean? Would you put, would you put Washington as a top 15 program the past decade? Oh, gosh. That's a hard question. Probably, yeah. I think I would. You would? Yeah. I mean, they have playoff appearance. Playoff appearance, but they've all they were also pretty good outside of that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Gaskin. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all we got as a podcast. This was our, uh, I guess, week eleven um, recap. We appreciate you guys listening. We love you dearly. Um, we, we will have James Droz on on Tuesday. We will also have Tattoo Baker and Colby Powell of Pistols Firing to preview Bedlam. So we're pumped about that. Um, follow us on social, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at 3 Man Rush FB. We appreciate you guys.